Welcome to Walk Around the Block, where today things are starting to get a little wild. Hello, hello, hello. Can you believe we are officially halfway through July? I always say this. I will probably never stop saying this. The summer always goes so much faster than the winter. So much. Anyway, so last week was like fry your brain hot. I barely went outside. This week was regular version hot, like low 90s, but not as humid, which we've established is basically the summer in the South version of a pleasant day. <laughs> so so I was like, I have to get outside. I've got to do it. I'm going to be mad at myself if I don't. So I go to the park. I think I put on some music. I start walking and I'm like, this is great. You know, it really is good to be outside. This is why all the people say you need to make time to be in nature. I've been here for like two minutes, instant endorphins, and then I feel it. It hits my brain like I feel like I just pricked my pinky finger. And then it's like this series of thoughts all in succession. It feels like I pricked my pinky finger, but I didn't prick my pinky finger. Is there something on my phone case with a sharp edge? Oh my gosh, my entire finger is on fire. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my hand feels like it's on fire now too. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I think I got stung by one of those freaking red wasps I've seen flying around. (laughs) I literally think I had been outside my car for like four minutes. I am not even kidding. Instant endorphins. That'll show me. (laughs) My finger starts swelling up. I can't really bend it. I call my husband and I'm like, if I don't make it home, this is what happened. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) So the reason for that, besides melodrama, (laughs) the reason for that is the word on me growing up was that I was allergic to bee stings. I'm not sure how or when this was confirmed. Maybe I got stung when I was really tiny. That sort of vaguely rings a bell. But I never got stung after that, so it didn't really matter. I literally went my whole entire life that I can remember never got stung. However, this is now the second time in less than two years that I have been stung by something. This summer after we moved here, I got stung by a hornet that had built a nest in the side view mirror on my car. This time, I'm just at the park, minding my business, trying to get some instant endorphins, and I get attacked by a killer wasp. (laughs) The way those things look, they have to be killer wasps. (laughs) I did stay, I did stay a little bit longer at the park out of stubbornness, but it hurt so bad. Like, it legitimately hurt. I made it home. My husband had ice ready for me. And like an hour later, the swelling went down. I could bend my pinky again. Everything was fine. But really, what is the deal? (laughs) I do not feel like most adults are just going around constantly getting stung by things. (laughs) Okay, maybe not constantly, but it feels like constantly. But still, was it too much time in an office? Do I like not know how to be outside? (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Anyway, the next day I stayed inside. 
But if you thought that would keep me from an up-close encounter with nature, you would be wrong. (laughs) I talked a few weeks ago about the killdeer, which is a type of bird, a protected species of bird, that was nesting in the middle of our dog park in our neighborhood. They had to close that side of the dog park for a few weeks. It caused this whole commotion in the neighborhood. In the meantime, I did not think this was a killdeer, but we did have a bird build a nest in the tree right in front of our house. Our next door neighbor also has a nest right over their garage. The birds would fly back and forth, dig for worms in my flower beds, which is kind of in between. It's fine. We all coexist fine. I'm glad they didn't build the nest in my wreath. It all worked out. At some point, I think baby birds hatched in the nest. I'm not sure. I went to try to take a video of the nest one day and my husband was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, don't get too close to that. The birds are going to attack you. <laughs> so I so I backed off. But I did see birds in the nest when I would pull out of the driveway and drive past. I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's very cute. Okay, so now for some background. A lot of my town and a lot of the towns around here used to be farmland. I don't know how long ago, but, you know, let's say 30, 40 years ago. It's not that way anymore. It's very built up, and there continues to be a lot of building, but I guess for context, it used to be farms. However, let me just say, I do live in an extremely residential neighborhood. Lots of sidewalks, people always walking around. It's farm-like in historical context only. Um, Our old house used to back up to woods, and that was, like, way more located in nature or whatever. Okay, so so the other day, I'm up in what I call my faux-office, my faux-office, because my husband's in the actual office. We both have windows that look out to the front of the house. I'm just sitting there. I was on the phone, and all of a sudden, this massive hawk lands on the railing right outside the window. It was enormous. It landed, and the whole thing shook. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. I text my husband, like, "Uh, there is this insanely enormous hawk on our railing right now. (laughs) He was like, I just saw the whole thing. I was like, the whole thing? Like, what whole thing? So he tells me the whole story. He goes, that hawk just like dive-bombed the tree and started ripping apart the nest. Like this little tree and this little nest right in front of our house, these little birds just minding their business. He goes, the hawk swooped in and started like laying carnage to this whole nest and all these little birds just swarmed in and landed on it and started trying to peck at it to try to get it to stop, which of course had no effect because the hawk was enormous. I'm not kidding. This thing was huge. When they say these birds can carry off your little pet dog, that's no joke. I totally believe it. Anyway, the hawk lands for a minute outside my window. It's huge. It's cool, but a little terrifying. It flies off, and then there's this one little bird that goes to the top of our roof. I can see it out the window. It goes to the top and just starts, like, it was either calling for help or it was crying. I told my husband, I think it was like morning. It was crazy. I have never seen anything like it. The whole thing was very like animal planet. Now, every time I drive out, I see this half mangled nest dangling in the tree. Can I reiterate that I do not actually live on a farm? I'm like, do we need to be concerned about this hawk? (laughs) 
I feel like the answer is obviously. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so on a final note, one of my favorite places, maybe my very favorite place, is the Maine coast. I told my husband if I could pick anywhere to like retire, I would do Maine in the summer. And personally, I would love Charleston in the winter, but I could get on board with Florida too. But I love Maine. I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. So I saw this article and it got my attention. This is the first part of the headline. A rustic private island in Maine is on the market. I'm like, how much? It's $339,000. I'm like, okay, what else? It's an acre and a half big, a little small, but okay. It has a little cottage on it. The cottage is tiny, like a little over 500 feet, but it's pretty cute. There's a kitchenette, a loft with little beds. It's a 10-minute boat ride from shore. There's a generator that can provide about eight hours worth of electricity, and it does get sell an internet service. There is no heat. Obviously, I don't think you're going out there in the middle of the main winter anyway, <laughs> but, but there is no heat and no running water. That is probably an issue. Here's the kicker, though. This is the second part of the headline. So, you know, it's like the island is for sale, then it goes, but the owner will only sell to someone willing to stay overnight despite perilous weather. I was immediately like, nope, 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 sorry. I love Maine, but it is so scary to be by the ocean there at night. Even in calm conditions, it gets so dark. There is a literal 0.0% chance I would spend the night on a one and a half acre island, a 10 minute boat ride off the Maine coast, or even like a one minute boat ride away. If he gave me the island after spending a night on it, I still don't know if I would take it. (laughs) Day trips only. No, thank you. Maybe with a big group of people. But even that just sounds like the start of a scary movie. (laughs) I told my husband, you know, the whole thing. And he was like, no running water. And I was like, no running water. (laughs) That's what you, that's what you have to say about it. How about the fact that you're on a tiny speck of land in the pitch dark with nothing around you but ocean? (laughs) Who knows what kind of sea creature might find its way there? The guy who owns it said he spent the night out there once in a hammock and it was the best night of sleep ever. I was like, and you live to tell about it? (laughs) Good for you. I did a quick Google. It looks like he's had this island on the market for a while, I guess, with the stipulation, and he has not sold it. I have to say, I am not surprised. I have my hands full with the wasps and the hawks, but if you're interested, let me know. I'll come out for a day trip, maybe. But the boat has to stay there. (laughs) All right, that's it for today's Walk Around the Block. Follow the podcast on Instagram at walktheblockpod. Subscribe or follow on Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts and leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to all who have left reviews already and I will see you next week.